Anne. The first appearance of Andy Warhol's commercial art was a 1949 illustration in which magazine, quote, for the girl with a job? Cosmopolitan. I'm sorry, the answer is glamour. Luke, in Disney's Alice in Wonderland, which extinct animal makes an appearance as a pipe-smoking nitwit? Caterpillars aren't extinct, but that's all I got. I'm sorry, it's a dodo. Chris, lover, fighter, adventurer. What beer's spokesman is billed as the most interesting man in the world? Dos Equis. Dos Equis is a correct answer. Josh, which classic Disney fictional character performs his on-the-job duties as in a belfry? Uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hunchback of Notre Dame, Quasimodo, same thing. Uh, that is correct. And which of the six main characters are missing from this list? Rachel, Joey, Ross, Monica, Phoebe. Chandler. Chandler is a correct answer. Luke, what actress is the daughter of Tony Curtis and Janet Lee? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is a correct answer. Chris, what scientist was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize? Marie Curie. Marie Curie is a correct answer. Josh, originally it was used to describe the first bullet fired. Josh, originally it was used to describe the first bullet fired of the American Revolution at the Old North Bridge. However, it has also come to refer to Bobby Thompson's home run to help the Giants win the pennant in 1951. What is the six word phrase? shot heard around the world the shot heard around the world is a correct answer and ulysses s grant appears on the front of which denomination of u.s currency sorry and ulysses s grant appears on the front of which denomination of u.s currency a 50 a 50 dollar bill is a correct answer luke as of 2020 which is the only country to have taken part in every football world cup finals that's a great question uh france no, I'm sorry. The answer is Brazil. Chris, Halle Berry and Denzel Washington won Oscars in the same year for their performance in... Sorry, Jeremy, I think you're on that cell and I can't read the... Thank you. Chris, Halle Berry and Denzel Washington won Oscars in the same year for their performances in two different films. Name either film. Uh, Training Day. Training Day is a correct answer. The other one was Monster's Ball. Josh, in 1927, Charles Lindbergh flew the first solo nonstop trans... Wow, I'm tripping over my words here. Josh, in 1927, Charles Lindbergh flew the first solo nonstop transatlantic flight aboard what aircraft? The Spirit of St. Louis. The Spirit of St. Louis is a correct answer. And before starring in the Adam Sandler comedy, Just Go With It, Brooklyn Decker was most famous for being a what? Model. Can you be more specific? supermodel we'll give it to you it's a swimsuit model oh okay fair i almost said lifeguard <laughs> luke the proceeds of which annual event attended by the president and first lady go towards scholarships and awards for aspiring journalists uh the white house correspondence dinner that is a correct answer chris which staple of american cuisine was rebranded to show disdain for france's reluctance to support the invasion of iraq French fries or freedom fries? French fries is a correct answer. Josh, in order to agree to a role in the Star Wars prequel films, actor Samuel L. Jackson requested that his character's lightsaber would be what color? Purple. Purple is a correct answer. And Anne, what is the Japanese word for carp, specifically those that have been bred for their color in ponds? Koi. Koi is a correct answer. Luke, also a noted Broadway actor, Paul Lind was most famous for being a regular guest on what game show? Hollywood Squares. 
Hollywood Squares is a correct answer. Chris, find one shilling plus costs. Walter Arnold of Kent, England, is often considered the first motorist to receive what type of infraction on January 28th, 1896? A speeding ticket. Speeding ticket is a correct answer. And Josh, during the airing of the final episode of Seinfeld, a famous singer died. Legend has it that his ambulance made record time because the empty Los Angeles streets caused by Seinfeld's conclusion. Who was this iconic crooner who scored his first number one hit in 1940? Liberace? I'm sorry, the answer was Frank Sinatra. And at the end of the hot seat round, Anne has 400, Luke has 300, Chris has 500, and Josh has 400. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. First was the hot seat round. Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30-second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions, or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's Frenemy Champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Tim Dipple, and tonight joining me, we got a little bit of a special treat. We've talked about it on previous episodes. We talked about it in the Behind Frenemy Lines. For the first time, we are turning the game over to a guest host, and that guest host is my frenemy for the evening, Jeremy Goodson. Jeremy, how you doing and what you drinking? I am good, Tim. I'm glad to be here. Um you know, with this being uh, the first real guest host spot, I decided to uh, drink heavily. So I made myself a margarita with a bunch of Patron in it. Uh, we will see this in effect as the night goes on. Uh, for Foley sound, though, I grabbed a uh, A&W Zero Sugar just so I could get a little pop sound on the mic here. I am excited to have you here. I'm very excited to see what type of game you've got planned. Um because this is a first time uh, thing for Frenemy Trivia. So, and maybe the last time. <laughs> no, I think it'll be fine. Uh, but let's meet the guinea pigs for this little experiment. First off in St. Petersburg, Florida, Ann Putnam. Ann, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Ahoy, hoy. I am doing well this beautiful evening. Um, yes, since I hail from St. Petersburg, gotta go for local. I am drinking Big Storm Brewing's uh, vodka soda. I think it's lemon lime flavored. And the first time I was on, because I I'm a glutton for punishment, so I'm back on again. And the first time 
I believe I said my mom was my frenemy and that has not changed. I love her and I hate her because I'm slowly turning into her. But then, you know, let's add my cat into this. I feel like, you know, cats are the number one frenemy on this show. Um, and Elliot deserves his place on on the wall of cat frenemies. So let's get that beautiful bean footage. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cats are the very definition of frenemy. And that's why pretty much every episode uh, includes a cat reference uh, as their frenemy. Uh, but we are glad to have you back. It's been a while. I think you were on episode like five or six, something it like that. It was early, yeah. And it was it was still a gem, still a gem. Yeah, we were still figuring out our uh, where we're at, and uh, some might say we still are. Um, somebody else who's been on before. We head to Gurney, Illinois, where Luke Leavenworth is waiting. Luke, how you doing? What you drinking? And who's your friend of me tonight? Yeah, doing great. Uh, I am drinking uh, something that I've been kind of saving for an occasion such as this. Uh, it is from uh, Side Project Brewing down in St. Louis. Uh, it's their partnership with Sump Coffee. It is a Russian Imperial Stout uh, called Coffee Vibes. And I think it's only like 29%. That's exaggerating, but it's a lot. Here we only. Go. Only. There we go. Um, and yeah, my frenemy last time I said my daughter was my frenemy and I didn't end up winning. So I'm going to kind of change it up, uh, see if there's some luck in the frenemy stating. And since, since Jeremy's writing the questions tonight and it's not Tim or Brittany, I'm going to say Jeremy is going to be tonight's frenemy and see how that works for me. Um, I, another one, uh, the, the host is always your frenemy. Yeah, that's fair. We're, we're glad to have you back. We also have a couple of newcomers. So let's start just north of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where Chris is waiting. Chris, how are you doing? What you drinking? And who is your friend of me? I am doing well. I have the house to myself, which is uh, something that is a rarity because I have, you know, wife and uh, two, uh, two daughters. And I guess uh, we'll leave that for a moment. I, I am drinking an old fashioned, which I uh, created from uh, Traverse City Whiskey Company. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a good pop out of this, but you got a very good pop out of that. So they make a, they make a peach infused vodka and it makes spectacular old fashions. Um, so that's what I'm working on tonight. And then uh, as far as a friend of me, I love my family, but there are some days that, you know, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, they're just, they're, they're just, so I think once in a while, my kids are my frenemies. Now I have to ask, is that Travers as in Traver apostrophe S or Traverse as in the city right at the top of the lower peninsula in Michigan? Oh, that is Traverse City. I, I guess I don't know how to pronounce it as a uh, native because I'm not from there. Okay. They make halfway decent. It is Traverse Okay, so so for my one of my home states, very nice. It's tasty. Uh, we are glad to have you here. Uh, and finally, um, from Tampa, Florida, the chosen frenemy that Anne brought with her tonight, Josh Cobert. How you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Uh, I'm doing okay, considering uh, a nasty bout of COVID has run through my entire family. This week, uh, as a result, I am drinking a combination of Pedialyte and uh, Canada Dry Ginger Ale this evening. Which, let's see if we can get a good pop here. Uh, so that is what I have got going on. Uh, and, and real quick, Chris, 
Uh, I like the old fashioned, but as a native Wisconsinite, not having brandy, a little disappointing. Just gotta say, I've got brandy. I've got brandy around, but uh, it. Uh, I've I've developed a a little bit of a headache from brandy, so I gotta stay away from it now. But I hear she's a fine girl. <laughs> what a good wife she would be. <laughs> um, and then, uh, in terms of my frenemy. I think uh, I would have to go with my children's bedtime and that I love them dearly, but I look forward to it more than anything when they're asleep. But that, that last little bit before they actually fall asleep can be, boy, can that be a struggle. So I think that's going to go ahead and be my frenemy for the evening. How old are they? Uh, two and a half and seven months. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I've got one turning three next month. So, uh, yeah. You 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 wait for that, uh, but we it are get glad. Any better. No, sorry, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't get I any better. They just become more vocal. Yes, two year olds already really vocal. And yeah. that's why I have a cat. <laughs> well, we have our four players. Our teams tonight are going to be. Anne and Chris. And what team name did you guys choose for yourselves? I'll let Anne take this. Sure. Um, if you've heard me in the trivia circuit, I have one trope and one trope only, and it's the Muppets. So I said, hey, Chris, how do we combine my love for the Muppets and your love for all things Wisconsin and old fashions, which is what he's drinking. So we're going to be the old fashioned mayhem, old fashioned mayhem some good old-fashioned mayhem here and luke and josh what team names did you choose for yourself yeah i have never met josh before i asked him what he was into uh and he said sports muppets and marvel uh, we also went the muppets route uh and we're gonna go with uh, a good old-fashioned waka waka for this one tonight so we are team waka 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 versus old-fashioned mayhem at this time i am going to turn the game and the reins over to PTE's very own Jeremy Goodson, and I will be riding scorekeeper and shotgun for this. So, Jeremy, the floor is all yours. All right. First, I have to say, Waka Waka Flock of Flame was right there. Fair enough. <laughs> but all right, uh, let's, uh, I guess, kick off this game, jump right into it. Uh, your first round's categories are It's No Community Chest in Music, You Can Count on It in Science, and the party don't stop in art. And go ahead and send me your wagers when you're ready. I will say I love being on this side and seeing other people's thought processes on this instead of trying to throw darts at a board. Yeah, we basically retired you for this season since you've won. That's fine by me. All right, Jeremy, everybody's wagers are in, so let's kick this thing off. All right, your question in It's No Community Chest in music is this. Michael J. Fox's character in Homeward Bound might have been the inspiration for the stage name of what music artist born with the last name Bennett, though it's far more likely that he chose it naturally based on his first name. We're, we're locked in. Sorry, we have one team locked in. Uh, other team, you can talk it out. All right, Chris. Um, I'm, I know it's Shadow, Sassy, and Chance. So okay. Michael J. Fox's dog name is 100% Chance. And my okay. first thought was Chance the Rapper. I don't know if there's any other Chance. That's Musician that's the only one I can. can I, that's the only one I can think of, and that's that that fits, that fits really well. 
Chance the Rapper locking in. Okay. Uh, Ann and Chris locking in with Chance the Rapper. Uh, Josh and Luke. Luke well, had this, so. Yeah, he's uh, he's no community chest. He is Chance the Rapper. Ann and Chris, what did you wager on that? We wagered 300 on ourselves. Um, and then, because... I have played trivia for a long time with Josh. I wagered three hundred on music for them, but they got it. That was that was actually pretty wise. And Josh and Luke, what did you wager? We went one hundred both ways. Music is typically my worst as well, so it wasn't a bad wager on your end. And I know it's a good one for Anne. So, well, uh, this might not have worked out the way either team had thought it would, because Chance the Rapper is the correct answer. And after that question, nothing happened to our score, so we're still where we started. 1900 to 1700 in favor of Old Fashioned Mayhem. All right. Your question in, you can count on it in science. Desmodus rotundus, a species of mammal that can be considered parasitic in that it feeds from its victim without actually killing it, is probably better known colloquially by what name? All right. We're, uh, I think we're good to lock in again. All right, Luke and Josh are locked in. Ann and Chris, uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, we were just about to lock in. Um, I felt like Rotundus is bat. And then, Chris, you you kind of went the route of vampire bat. And then I feel with the clue of you can count on it. I'm thinking the count? Vampire? Eh? So we're going with vampire bat. All right, you're locking in with vampire bat. And what were your wagers? I don't remember. Oh, 200 for, 200 us, for us and <laughs> and 100 for them. All right, Josh and Luke, what was your thought process on this one? Go ahead, So Josh. we also sort of struck on the count, especially seeing count was capitalized, uh, to go for vampire and then also uh, went for vampire bat uh, in this category as well. One vampire right. bat. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, what were your wagers? Uh, 200 for us, 300 for them. All right. And both teams are correct. This is Vampire Bat. Uh, Chris, what is Or not Chris. Tim, what did that do to our store? Oh, my God. Chris. Tim. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the E. <laughs> Tim, what did that do to our scores? Well, Jeremy, uh, let's see. Old Fashioned Mayhem picked up 100 points there while Waka Waka dropped 100. So it's 2,000 to 1,600. All right, and that'll lead us to our next question. This is The Party Don't Stop in Art. What 20th century artist once claimed that the main objects in their best-known painting were inspired by camembert cheese melting in the sun and not the theory of relativity, as some believed? Locked in. I think we can do the same thing. <laughs> oh, that was fast. Okay. I don't. Would you? I, I mean, are you okay with that, Chris? Before I. Oh no! I just said yeah. I said locked in. Yeah. Well, okay, we're locked in. Sorry. Woo, oh, we're locked in. Right. Okay. <laughs> Anna, Chris, are locked in. Luke and Josh, go I ahead was, and talk this out. I was going to say that didn't sound like my partner. Um. All right. So yeah. Uh. The the thing that immediately popped to mind were the melting clocks or watches and in, in Dali's persistence of memory. I think that painting is called. Uh, so that's really the only the only guess I have here, Josh. Yeah, I, I have nothing better. Um, I mean, the Dolly Museum is here in Tampa Bay. Been there a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. And 19th century or 20th century, excuse me, 1900s. I know he was active at that mm -hmm. time. So I'm I'm with you on, on going with that one. All right, let's do it. 
Right, and you're locking in with? Salvador, uh, yeah, the artist. So Salvador Dali. All right, Salvador Dali. And what did you wager on, your, on yourself and your opponents? We did uh, 300 for us and 200 for them. All right. Chris and Ann, what was your thought process on this? Uh <laughs> <laughs> this this was 100% do- dolly as soon as as soon as i heard it the the persistence of, persistence of memory is is that uh, melting clocks uh, persistence of time is an answer and the party don't stop is from tiktok <laughs> <laughs> by kesha <laughs> possibly picking up on the clue category there what is oh the God. uh uh what did you wager on yourself and your opponents uh we did 100 for ourselves and 200 for them Okay. And both teams locking in with Dali um, and Anne picking up on the clue that I, I was putting down there. TikTok on the clock because the party don't stop. Uh, it is Salvador Dali, both teams getting it correct. And is this the point where I uh, mentioned that you degust the cheese? Uh, yeah, it's Camembert. Probably. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We know how I am with French at this point. Everybody knows it. It's not a secret. We know. Uh, It's the reason we referenced it in our first episode of the season. Uh, But when everybody gets everything right in the whole section, everybody ends up right where they started. So we're going to enter section two with a score of 1900 to 1700 in favor of old fashioned mayhem. I feel like we've been here before. It's persistence of memory. Exactly. Um, all right. Then going into round number two, your categories are our flag means death in history. Adam Baldwin's second best role in TV and making waves in technology. Go ahead and lock in those wagers. Okay. And, and those, I mean, those are equally mediocre for me. So uh, how about... Yeah, I think we know this for us. Jeremy, we're ready to go into section number two. All right, then let's kick off. Uh, first question in the section with our flag beans death in history. In vexillology, what well-known name is believed to originate from the French for pretty red or a name for the devil or possibly from a 17th century figure named Ali Raja? OK, I think we feel good about our answer. We'll go ahead and lock in. All right, Luke and Josh are locked in. Anne and Chris, you can go ahead and talk this out. French French for red is rouge. Rouge, that's like, okay, cool. That's, that's, so we're that's on the, the same only, page with that. Right. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Vexillology. Vexillology is the study of flags. Right, no, no, that's, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, right? I'm, A name for the devil that could be potentially rouge. Was, uh... Oh man! Well, I am I am having a hard is, time. Like, the problem is the Jolly Roger isn't really a isn't. Oh no no no! Jolly Roger, Rouge. Hang on. Yeah, Jolly Roger. Um, for the flag. Rouge, I mean, for Rouge, Rouge Roger, and uh, I think that's I think that's where it comes from. I think it's it's not necessarily it's not necessarily because of the color. It's I'm totally fine with that because when he said our flag means death, all I could think of was the HBO pirate show. So I like, let's go pirate route. I'm totally right. fine with that. Jolly Roger, let's lock that in. Okay. All right. Locking in with Jolly Roger. And uh, what did you wager on yourself and your opponents? Uh, we 
did 200 for us and 100 for them. All right, Luke and Josh, uh, what were you thinking on this one? Uh, everything that they eventually thought. We just heard the hesitation and thought we might have have a leg up on this one. Uh, we ended up going with Jolly Roger as well for the same reasons. Locking with Jolly Roger as well. And what were your wagers? Uh, we ended up doing 200 for us and 200 for them as well. All right. And I think Anne picking up on my clues again, I think we're on the same wavelength. Our flag means death is absolutely a nod to the HBO show, which is fantastic. And everybody should check it out if they get a chance. Um, and yeah, both teams getting this right. It is the Jolly Roger. Good job, Chris. That was all you. I love how you took the French route on that instead of. <laughs> um, I, right. I really thought Chris was about to talk himself out of Jolly Roger for a second. <laughs> no, no. Well, it, that was the only thing. That was the only thing I could think of based on it, based on the cluing. But then I'm like, wait, wait what is? Oh, that's got to be. <laughs> and all I'm seeing is red. And so when he said Jolly Roger, I'm like, like the candy, like Jolly Rancher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh. <laughs> it took me a second <laughs> i was like no nope, that's good let's sure. go with it oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's Corn possible too. i mean death sugar whatever um <laughs> all right but well, after after that uh old-fashioned mayhem picked up 100 points on wagers so they increased their lead to 2000 to 1700 all right as we go into the second question of the round then Adam Baldwin's second best role in TV. A Best Buy knockoff known as the Buy More, a quote-unquote computer known as the Intersect, and Cake's short skirt long jacket served as central elements to what 2000s NBC spy dramedy that ran for five seasons on NBC? Absolutely. Lock it in. Chris, we can lock, lock that it, in. Lock it, lock lock it in. in. Lock it in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be... <laughs> same over here. This is, this is a... Yeah, well, then... Instant. <laughs> um well then i guess let's go with uh ann and chris first uh what were you thinking of this go ahead. go ahead well uh boy did i want this to be a serenity question but fine jeremy fine. that would be adam baldwin's best role <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough no 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 no, no. Um, i was wondering i was wondering if he's if if it was animal mother in full of jacket <laughs> One could one could argue that Firefly is his best role and Serenity is his second best role. Oh, see? I'm going to be in my bunk. <laughs> yeah, true. I should have said Firefly because this is a TV question. Anywho, um, buy more immediately. I was like, I've seen this. I know what this is. I know what this is. And the second you got to uh, Cake, I'm like, this is Chuck. This is the Zachary Levi classic Chuck. All right, lock it in with Chuck. And uh, what were your wagers for yourself and your opponents? I believe we did 300 for us and 200 for them. All right, Luke and Josh. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, yeah, also uh, the future Shazam, uh, Zachary Levi. Watched this show when it was on. Uh, and yeah, the cake, cake part of the clue was very helpful. I think I would have got there anyway. Also locking in with Chuck. All right, locking in with Chuck as well. And what were uh, your wagers? Uh, 300 for us, 100 for them. Yep, not uh, slipping anything by anybody on this one. Adam Baldwin's second best role as John Casey on the show, Chuck. Also which I am rewatching right now. Also worth mentioning, that show featured uh, Handmaid's Tale star Yvonne Strahovski. Babe. Total yeah. babe. Babe indeed. 
but uh, sometimes it's nice when people pick up points for answering the question right, and both teams <laughs> did that. Uh, Josh and Luke, Team Waka Waka, picked up a couple more points. Uh, they picked up 200 to Old Fashioned Mayhem's picking up 100. It's now 2100 to 1900 in fa- favor of Old Fashioned Mayhem. And I'll say this. I started rewatching Chuck uh, just the other day, and that's what inspired this question, obviously. But uh, Short Skirt Long Jacket has been living rent-free in my head since I started rewatching it, and I can't get it out. So, Such a good song. It is. Boom. Ba-da-da-dum. This is where you can cut it in later, Tim. Yeah, right. <laughs> you guys, you guys have the money for the rights to that song, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fifteen seconds are free, right? Yeah, yeah right? you can do five seconds. It's fine. All right, let's move on to question number three in the round. This is okay. making waves in technology. The art of phone hacking, or freaking as it's better known, was something much more popular in the payphone era than today, when it was found that a 2600 hertz tone could make payphones free to use. This was revolutionized by a man named John Thomas Draper, who was better known by what nickname? He earned the nickname when he figured out that a toy whistle found in a box of cereal that shares this namesake produced the perfect tone. Um, I think we're okay. I think we're uh, good to lock in. All right. Luke and Josh are locking in. Anna and Chris, you can talk this out. I don't have much on this, Chris. I am trying to, I I am trying to think, because this is, um, trying to think of what. You used to think the 2600 Hertz has something that. Well, no, 2600 is a, it it used to be the years and years and years ago, there was a hacker, hacker reg called uh, 2600 for that specific reason. And the original movie hackers, like, had, they, they talked about the Phantom Freak and they talked about other things like that. And I, everybody had, everybody had a handle, everybody had like, but I can't think of what. So unless, the question's uh, asking you want to... for the nickname that also shares <clears throat> with the perfect tone. There's a, there's a, is that what it's asking? Like there's oh, a it... namesake for the perfect tone. Well, I only know that. No, it's, he earned the, earned the nickname when he figured out what tone. <laughs> I assume Sorry, you just, is yeah, okay. the brown note. Uh, I think <laughs> Do you want me to reread it? You were Hertz than 2600. No. <laughs> did, did you uh, need me to reread the question? No, no, no. Oh, I'm re- we, I'm re- I, I, we got it in the chat. It's it's fine. Um, what box of cereal? Making what? waves. Making waves. Decibel man. No. Something like related to waves. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Go Captain Captain Crunch because he's uh it's he's making waves, and you can you, they had toys and stuff all, all the time. Captain Crunch, I'm, lock it in. I'm down. <laughs> all right, locking in with Captain Crunch. Uh, what did you wager on yourself and your opponents? Uh, what do we have? We had uh, 100 for us and 300 for them. All right, Luke and Josh. You know, this last minute stuff you guys are pulling is really frustrating. Yeah. Um, I'm I pers- so glad it's finally my partner and I'm not playing against it. <laughs> I first I first learned about this uh, reading Ready Player One a handful of years ago. They talk about this. They talk about the whistle and the cereal. They talk about Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch, maybe. Uh, but regardless, we said the same thing. We said Captain Crunch. And I think, again, we're back to where we started. 
<laughs> what did you wager though for? Uh, sure. Uh, we it was one hundred wager... on us and three hundred on them. Perfect. Same, same, same thing they did. All right. Uh, the the making waves uh, finally clicking there at the end. Uh, to pull that in, both teams answering Captain Crunch, and both teams are once again correct. Uh, his name is Captain Crunch or Captain Crunch. Uh, both ways. Nicely done. And uh, old fashioned mayhem making it happen right there at the end. I could just see the one, life one drain of <laughs> out of Luke and Josh. Uh, I was so excited. That's why I'm. That's why I don't look at. I don't look at the screen. I'm like, I got. I got to be in my in my zone. I got to. You can leave that zone immediately, please. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so 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 far, everybody is batting a perfect game. Um, and there it goes. <laughs> I have to, I have to throw in some fun. I need you guys to miss something here. You know, it, it makes it more interesting. Otherwise, everybody's just going to finish where they started. Um, so we do end section two exactly where we started section one. It's nineteen hundred to seventeen hundred in favor of the old-fashioned mayhem. All right, let's move into section three, then. Your categories are French breakfast foods in biology. The real question is chocolate chips or crushed nuts in food and movies. And it's a prime choice in literature. Go ahead and lock in your wagers. All right, Jeremy, uh, we are ready for section three. All right, then let's kick this off. In uh, French breakfast foods in biology, animals that are primarily active during daylight hours are called diurnal, and animals that are active primarily during darkness are called nocturnal. What are animals that are primarily active during dusk and twilight hours known as? Uh, yeah, it's that. I can't. I'm trying to think of. I can't. I'm like trying to. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Um ah there we yep, go yeah 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 yep, yep, yep. got it yep. <laughs> locked in yeah locked in <laughs> all right Annie and chris are locked in uh laughing over there then maybe they figured something out i don't know uh luke and josh uh go ahead and talk this out french breakfast foods is literally all we have and that's what you gave us um so we started listing them out crepes croissants josh went omelet which feels like maybe that om just like yeah. an omnivore might feel good here I'm sure I've heard this word before, but I, I don't know it. I, for the life of me, have nothing other than I also think maybe um something. Omnurnal, omniurnal, omnurnal. I got nothing. Honestly, this is, this is getting me some, some blanks. So. Dusk and twilight. I got it. Gloaming. You want to just go with that? Yeah. Omnurnal. <laughs> Sounds like the stupidest word ever created. It does sound really um, dumb. It makes me feel really dumb to say it multiple times. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, I don't have a better one, Josh. This, I'm, I mean, I got. I don't either. I really don't. All I'm right. actually stunned at how comp how they seem to have pieced it together. I'm a little. Is there a French breakfast food we're forgetting about before we lock this oh, in? Uh, there must be, but I grapes, don't... croissants, grapes, croissants, omelets. Looks like it's not cry cryurnal. But yeah, I uh, maybe thin pancakes. No, no, this is grapes. This is this is all Latin stuff. Uh, dusk and twilight. How's your Latin? Not good. No, nor is mine. Not good, Bob. <laughs> um, let's go with omnernal. I don't know. That's yeah. the, the 
That I, can't be right. But. I hate that I'm still talking about this. Let's just put us out of our misery, please, Jeremy. Yep. <laughs> All right, locking in with Omnermal. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, what were your wagers? Uh, thankfully, we only wagered 100 on ourselves, but uh, unthankfully, we wagered 300 for them. Yeah. All right, Ann and Chris. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't do that to them. I can't. No, I yeah, can't. You, you could. You could, but I'm not going I to. Said, I texted him going, "Say that we also went with omelet turnal." <laughs> but that's that is not. Well, you, you did. They you said the right. You said the right breakfast food. You did say the correct. They, but they also said normal, and normal is the uh, the the baby cat in in yes. Garfield, and I'm like, that's the, the Abu Dhabi. <laughs> um. So we went with uh, crepuscular. Uh, crepuscular is uh, it's something you see in um, in astronomy as well. You talk about uh, crepuscular and anti crepuscular rays, which are those uh, moonbeam or sunbeams that come uh, come out of the clouds right at uh, mm. uh, right at uh, dusk and uh, dawn. So crepuscular is the time between uh, diurnal and nocturnal. I don't think I would have even guessed a word that didn't end in urnal. Yes, that's it. So I feel way less bad. (laughs) Well, that was what I was laughing at because I spelled it wrong like 10 times and my iPhone kept saying, this is not a word. And then when it finally was like, that's a word, I was like, there we go. (laughs) That's what it is. Ah, the good old spell check. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So I'm locking with Crepuscular. And uh, what were your wagers? Uh, 100 on us, but 200 on them. All right. Uh, I think we might see a swing here because the answer is uh, absolutely crepuscular. Damn. Crepe being the French breakfast food. I had to have fun with the clue category. That's all. Nothing that was good. That. I like I was, was thinking good. quiche and like quiche and talking about eggs. I'm like, where is he going with this? I'm just mad I didn't think of quiche as a breakfast food. Uh, we did see a swing there, about 700 points. Uh, Old Fashioned Mayhem picked up 300. Waka Waka lost 400. Uh, they're down, but they're not out. It's 2,200 to 1,300 in favor of Old Fashioned Mayhem. All right, going on to uh, question number two in this uh, section. The real question is chocolate chips or crushed nuts in food and movies? Leave the gun, take the blank. In this quote from 1972's The Godfather, what item is Peter Clemenza instructing Rocco to Locked take? In. It's a Sicilian in. pastry <laughs> and the diminutive form of the Italian we can word three, for two. two. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead then. I guess uh, I'll count you down. Or we, we can, can do this do if you it. want to three, two, one. It. I'll do yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Cannoli. Cannoli. Crepuscular. No, sorry. (laughs) 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 Luke and Josh, what did you wager on this one? Uh, We did uh, 300 for us. We figured this would be our best category. Uh, 100 for them. All right, Nan and uh, Chris? I don't really know why. (laughs) Yeah, we did 300 and 300, even though I, I figure you guys would know your film. So yeah, uh absolutely right. Everybody said it. Cannoli, crepuscular cannoli. Uh just to be more specific. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Tim, what did that do to the scores? Uh Waka Waka made up a little bit of ground there, picking up two hundred points while old fashioned mayhem uh pushed their points. Waka Waka still f- trails twenty two hundred to fifteen hundred. All right. 
Going into the third question of this section. It's a prime choice in literature. The Olympian Affair is the newest novel in the Cinderspire series by what American author? To help you narrow it down, this author got their start writing a best-selling urban fantasy series about a wizard named Harry. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> locked in. Okay. All right, Anna and Chris are locked in. Uh, Josh and Luke, go ahead and talk it out. So um, this is uh, a wizard, urban fantasy, Harry. This is Harry Dresden. Who wrote the Dresden Files? Um, do you know this? You know what's very disappointing is I have never read them, but I have them on my Kindle. I have a couple of my Kindles. We don't know the name of the author, but um, I think you are a hundred percent right. This is Jim, a Prime oh. Affair. What's the Prime have to do with this? Um, I wanted to say Jim Reardon, but I know that's not right. Because uh, Rick Reardon is the Percy that's Jackson that's Percy author. Jackson. I understand. I Harry Dresden. Oh gosh, yes. I think you're on the right track with I, I I think I am too. Gosh. Prime, prime, prime affair. Is this a prime number? Is this a prime stake? Prime stake. Prime, prime choice. Prime choice. Uh, prime choice. Jim FDA. Uh, no. Jim FDA. Yes. <laughs> it's prime choice. Jim Angus. Uh. Jim Kobe, uh, Jim, Jim Wagyu. Oh, Jim Wagyu. That's got to be it. Wagyu, right? That's, that sounds American, <laughs> like an American author that name. Sounds very American. Um, oh, it, this is this hurts. This because right because like I said, I I literally have it on my reading device, and I've just and never actually cracked it open. And this that's is something I've always meant me. to get to. I haven't read them. I yes, same. <sighs> Dresden, Jim. It's a prime. Choice. Jim, the author of the Dresden Files. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Great. Two, two good rounds that are going to fall apart. If this was a 3% instead of a 13% beer, I might have pulled this one already. Um, <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk this through. Jim. Oh, it's right there. You have a letter that you think it starts no, with? No. The prime is killing me. What is a prime choice? Prime. The math teacher in me wants to say a prime number. I know that's not right. 11, 19, 17, Jim 13. I don't, I don't know why I'm stuck on Jim. It might not be Jim, but. It might not be, right? I'm wondering if we're on the wrong path there even. It could be. Dresden. But Harry Dresden's the name of that character, right? This is the Dresden Files. That feels very correct. Especially because I, I know that. The clue is worded to make you think Harry Potter. Of course, right? Uh, but the, Amer yeah, the, the word American and the the urban the, the urban fantasy yeah. too. Like whenever I hear urban fantasy, yeah. this is the this is like the quintessential urban fantasy yeah. series. Um, Harry Dresden. I know Dresden Dolls. That's Amanda Palmer. Uh, now I'm spinning out into the wrong categories. Dresden, Right. Oh man. I don't want to throw it in, but I'm not getting any closer. If I was getting closer, I'd say, let's keep picking at it. Yeah. I don't. Gosh. Let's just go with. Oh, it's right there. I can like feel that I'm like poking at it, but I, I'm not going to get it. Um, do we want to guess something? Uh, I'll let you, I think you're closer than I am on it, even though. Cinder Olympian affair. Can we just say Reardon and, and, and just, I don't think that's right, but let's go with Reardon. Sure. 
Uh, let's go with Reardon. We're not even going to throw a first name on it and just say Reardon. Right. Just locking it with Reardon. Okay. And what were your wagers? Um, uh, 200 both ways. Two. All right. And, and Chris, you locked in pretty fast. Uh, what do you got on this one? I really, really, really wish that we had done 300-300 on this. This is the this is the guy that I know how I know Chicago. This is Jim Butcher. Butcher. Ooh. Jim Butcher mm. who wrote Harry Dresden. I have as as Tim just asked me, do you know this because you're a fan or do you know this because I'm listening to Boozy? I've got all his books on my on my bookshelf right now. This was and That's what Prime and, was cuz of Butcher yeah. cut of me. You oh, were there. Wow. You had yeah. me. You were going down the aisle. <laughs> we about were waiting. Four minutes, about we were four waiting. minutes ago, I said, you know they're going to back into this, right? I, yep. this is, <laughs> no, I don't oh. I don't have that. I have the anti-backing into things, Gene. I am so, I will steer I'm away so from sorry, things Luke. so I hard. I wish I could have got us no, there too. No, no, but that is, yes, of course. All right. Uh, and, and Chris, what did you, were your wagers on this one? Uh, we won 200 for us and 100 for them. All right. And yeah, as I, I flashed the book, one of the books by um, one of my favorite authors of all time, Jim Butcher. Uh, you're right there. I, I, I was with Tim. I'm like, they're going to pull it. They're, they're going to figure out the meat angle of it. They were there. <laughs> oh, oh. We were all over the meat. There were so many meat references. You guys had it. I was worried. <laughs> I was worried. Oh, just, oh. This is not even a Pyrrhic victory. This just hurts. <laughs> yeah, it's, this feels this feels bad i won't mention that i'm from chicago again but i feel like it, it's appropriate here <laughs> uh tim what did that do to our scores well if you want to hear more about thoughts on jim butcher go back to i think it was around may or june we did the best sci-fi and fantasy author bracket on boozy bracketology um sounds like josh and luke probably need to brush up on that we head to the final section of the team round Old Fashioned Mayhem, Chris and Ann have 2,500. Waka Waka, Josh and Luke have 1,100. So you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. Mathematically, it can happen. All right, your categories for this section are Reed Drummond would be proud in space. When going for the gold, take it slow in order to catch some cowboys in sports. And low-hanging fruit in geography. Go ahead and lock in your wagers. Yeah, you can, if you feel stronger in the other categories, Chris, feel free to like change my wagers. I messed up the last round. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, let's kick off the final section of the team round. I have the wagers. All right, those wagers are in, so let's go. Uh, question number one, Reed Drummond would be proud in space. What space probe created by NASA and launched in 1972 completed its mission to the planet Jupiter, and then became the first artificial object to achieve the escape velocity needed to leave the solar system. Go ahead and lock it. All right. All right. Okay. Chris and Anna are locked in. Uh, Josh and Luke, go ahead and talk it out. Talk this through, Josh, because sure. ultimately I think I like your answer better just because it connects to the clue and mine doesn't. I, I, I've sure. never heard of Reed Drummond before, and maybe that's makes me terrible, yeah. but I don't know. So I know Reed Drummond is a, she's a, like a celebrity chef, food, food network personality. She is the pioneer woman. Okay. Then it's got to so, be pioneer. Uh, my guess, I told you, and I think what we're going to go with is uh, pioneer. Yeah. Uh, name. I, I had Voyager in my brain, but it didn't connect in any way. And since you know who Reed Drummond is, uh, that makes sense. I've heard of pioneer in a space program before, so that's not crazy to think. Uh, I like it. Let's lock it in. Yep. All right. Locking it with pioneer. And uh, what were your wagers? 
We did uh, 100 both ways on this one. Okay. And Anne and Chris. This is you. The very similar thought process. Um, what I did know Bree Drummond was the pioneer woman, and I was hoping that's where this was going because I know there is a pioneer spacecraft. Um, I don't know if there's a number attached to this because they sent like a series of them. That's the only thing I'm worried about is because I want to say there was no number attached to the one that went to Jupiter, but so we just went with Pioneer. Lucky in Pioneer as well. And what were your wagers? Our wagers were 300 for us and 200 for them, which I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> All right. Well, both teams locking with Pioneer. Um, both teams going to get credit. It is the Pioneer 10 to be specific, mm. but Pioneer was good enough for an answer here. Wow. Say, I knew there was more than one, so I really wasn't sure if there, you were going to be a poop about it. Nah, I'm benevolent. And thanks to Jeremy being nice, Old Fashioned Mayhem picks up 100 points there to increase their lead just slightly over Waka Waka, who've pushed. Um, I have done the math. It is still possible for Waka Waka to win. Uh, so let's see how we go in the last two questions. Never tell me the I odds, Tim. <laughs> all right uh, question two in this section when going for the gold take it slow in order to catch some cowboys in sports though reduced by its final season 12 teams played in the aba in its 12-year history out of those 12 only four of them were merged into the nba name any two of those four teams yeah we're, we're good josh you and me both love it all right, Luke and Josh are locked in, and and Chris, go ahead and talk it out. So sports is definitely my least confident category. Um, if we were going to go cowboy route, I'm thinking the Spurs might be in there. Um, go for I mean, I'm only going off of the hint at this point. Take it slow to catch some cowboys, <sighs> Pacers, Spurs. Those sound good. <laughs> How are you on sports, yeah. Chris? No, I, I think <clears throat> that's that's probably the best the best uh parsing of that. I for whatever reason, NBA is kind of my uh, I, I mean then if it's so, gold is another one, it could be the nuggets. I mean, if he put all four in here in one clue, like hats off to you, Jeremy, but I'd probably lean more towards Pacers and Spurs. They're old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do Pacers and Spurs. I like that. Actually, what, right. did you like? The only no, other one fine. was, that's... yeah. Pacers. Yeah, actually, the Nuggets. Because I, I don't know how old the Nuggets are. I thought they were. No, that's. Yeah, I'll live with that. I mean, if we if this is the first one we miss because of because of this, it's it's fine. Okay. Pacers and Spurs, lock it in. All right, locking in with Pacers and Spurs, and what were your uh, wagers? Uh, 100 and 100. All right. Uh, Luke and Josh. This is all you I, I see the looks of discontent on your faces. Over yeah, there. you guys are fine. We had <sighs> uh, Spurs and Pacers right away. You're also right about the Nuggets, and I think the last one is the Nets. Oh, catching. Yeah, very, that's, that's good writing there, dude. Hey, way to go, Jeremy. <laughs> good writing. <laughs> 
And uh, what were your wagers, uh, Luke and Josh? 300 for us, 200 for them. All right. And uh, yeah, getting all four of them. When going for the gold, the Denver Nuggets, take it slow, pace yourself, or the Indiana Pacers, to catch some uh, New York Nets and Cowboys, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, those are all four, and both teams getting credit. Nicely done. And that is the dagger for Waka Waka. They cannot catch old-fashioned mayhem. Uh, however, we're still going to play the last question because why the hell not? Uh, but it is 2,600 to 1,200 in favor of old-fashioned mayhem. Disappointing. Game only got, what, two questions wrong? I know. What it, That was amazing. <laughs> I think I only got two questions right the last time I was on. I'm not well, really hey, sure what's happening. Hey, Josh, we can make it three here and, and feel real good about it. Let's... <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered that much. <laughs> Won't keep kidding ourselves about Jim Butcher. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, your category is low-hanging fruit in geography. With over 6,640 miles of oceanic coastline, Alaska is by f has by far the most coastline in the U.S., with more than the other 49 states combined. What state is second in this metric? <laughs> you want to walk and lock that one in, Chris? <laughs> Go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> We're locked in. <laughs> All right. Anne and Chris are locked in. Uh, Josh and Luke. Um, so, I mean, I I feel like it has to be where Anne and I both live uh, in Florida, right? It's a peninsula covered, you know, three sides is water, uh, and it's a pretty long state, and it's low, hanging like a like – a, Like a limp uh, – Like an appendage. Yeah. Of, of <laughs> uh, <laughs> off the uh off the entire country yeah. so I, I think we're gonna go ahead and, and go with florida that yeah. was both of our immediate guesses my, they just happened to lock in a lot a little quicker my great so lakes brain immediately florida. said michigan but then i saw oceanic coast oceanic and i'm like the, all right fine. this has to, yep. i should say it has to be florida it could be a lot of things but i mean yeah. florida oceanic feels like coast. it fits low-hanging fruit a lot better than california does right, so locking in with florida yes all right what were your wagers we did 200 for us and 300 for them. All right. Anne and Chris. <laughs> it's uh, you. Yeah, I happen to live in Florida. And then the clue, I believe my exact phrasing was we the dangle nuts, if that gets to stay in the podcast or not. So um, Florida is we have a lot. We have Oceanic Coastline. I mean, that is our answer. And where our wager was the same thing that they did. So it was 200 for us and 300 for them. Yeah, I, I sometimes have the uh, <laughs> sense of humor of a 12-year-old child. Um, Low-hanging fruit. Yeah, Florida is your answer here with uh, a little over 1,350 miles. You know, I'm just glad that that was what the reference to low-hanging fruit was and not that you were just talking about our vast orange groves. <laughs> no no <laughs> otherwise we're all gonna look like weirdos who really miss it. <laughs> that was the first thing the i actually went before to play this game it's one of the i was gonna say you're playing to the right crowd <laughs> i think it was the first thing i thought thought of was the uh, orange groves and then you know and then i said the I, inappropriate yes. 12 year old thing so yeah you're welcome <laughs> you weren't wrong yeah <laughs> 
Uh, Tim, what does that do to the scores? Well, Jeremy, uh, Old Fashioned Mayhem did lose 100, but so did Waka. Waka. Uh, we're going to finish the first half with Old Fashioned Mayhem, Chris and Ann being our winners, 2,500 to 1,100. So we will see them in the second half, the individual round, right after these messages. Coming this February to the PTE Network, a podcast unlike any other, except for maybe two or three. A podcast hosted by a Chicagoland trivia veteran. Is it Jay Borzum? No, not her. Is it Brittany Shaw? No, it's not her either. Is it Jeremy Goodson? Just shut up and let me do my job. Okay. <clears throat> Where was I? Oh, right, promo. It's the newest podcast on the PTE Network. We play fantasy sports just without the sports. It features drinking, pointless arguments, and needlessly confusing homophones. Welcome to Draft Days. I'm your host, Jeffy Donuts. Listen along as my guests and I draft fantasy teams of just about anything, and then use made-up rules to see which of us will take home the trophy and which of us is just hot dookie. Join us every Wednesday for another episode of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T. D-A-Z-E. It's a beer pun. Listen to my dad's podcast. Thank you, Lucas. That was very sweet. And we are back for the individual round. Uh, as a reminder, everything about this game is going to play the exact same as the first half, except once one player locks in, the other player has a hard 30-second timer in which to lock in their answers. We entered the second half with Anne and Chris. We took their score from the first half, the 2,500. We divided it by two, and because we like nice round numbers, we rounded it up. So both players will start with 1,300 points. Jeremy, take it away for the second half. All right. First section of the second half. These are your categories. Rondo was only a year old at the time in movies. It's not a Hungary hotel in geography and 2033 in food and drink. All right, Jeremy, let's kick off the second half. I have both players wagers. Okay. Question number one of section number one of the second half of the show. Uh, I won't keep doing that for confusion purposes. Um, Rhonda was only a year old at the time in movies. Professional wrestlers are no stranger to picking up movie roles. Some more famously than others. What professional wrestler is known for uttering the famous line, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm Locked all out in. of bubblegum, in the 1988 wow. John Carpenter cult classic, They Live. Uh, that was Chris locking in. I am, right. I mean, and? I don't even need to talk this bad boy out. That's going to be, uh, let me make sure I don't mess this up, but I'm pretty sure it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. Yeah, and he puts on his sunglasses and... Sees all the creepy little alien faces. Fantastic movie. All right, and what were your wagers? Um, I believe I put 300 and 300. 200 and 200. 200 and 200. Also, and uh, your answer, sorry. It was definitely Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. All right. Both teams locking with Rowdy Roddy Piper. And both teams are correct. And both teams are getting exactly nothing because they wagered equally on both 
uh, and both push their scores. So it's still 1300 to 1300. You get nothing. Oh, was I nervous? That that, I thought that was going to be a Ronda Rousey was in a movie question. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I do not know. <laughs> uh, and it's not a Hungary hotel in geography. At what U.S. national park would you find Bright Angel Trail, where park rangers warn hikers not to wear high heels on the rocky terrain in order pre- to prevent potential injuries? Locked in. Right. Okay. And is well, locked in. Chris, you have 30 seconds. Um, well, I, of, of places where there's a trail potentially called Bright Angel, I guess it, if uh, it's either going to be Yellowstone, I mean, there's no no place that you want to wear high heels one way or the other, but... Uh, uh, Yellowstone or Yosemite. Let's do Yellowstone. I don't have this. Right, with Yellowstone, and uh, what were your wagers? Uh, I was 300 and 300. All right. And, I'm going uh, to regret and? this. Geography is not usually my strong point, but thankfully this is America question, but I did 100 and 100. And uh, what was your answer? My answer is... Um, well, I went back and forth a little bit because I was worried it might be Zion, but I think that's just Angel, and that goes up. Whereas in the Grand Canyon, Bright Angel goes down. So I wanted I want to oh. say the Grand Canyon. And that's the Grand Canyon, not the Grand Budapest, right? Is that where this was going? That oh. is the Grand Canyon, oh! not the Grand Budapest. <laughs> um. So yes, Grand Canyon is the correct answer. Anne's going to be getting credit on that one. Uh, Tim, what did that do to the scores? A big 800 point swing in Anne's favor there as Chris lost 600, but Anne picked up 200. So it's now 1500 to 1700 in Anne's favor. All right. Question number three on the round in 2033 in food and drink or alcohol. If you were to order a cosmopolitan at the bar, you'd likely have a drink mixed with vodka, triple sec, lime juice, and a splash of cranberry juice. If you were to replace the triple sec with blue curacao, what drink would you have instead? Uh, lock in. All right. Chris is locked in. And that gives you 30 seconds. Uh, what is 2033 referencing here? Um, unless that's a reference to some oh, 2033, 2033, 2033. I don't know. Okay. Cosmopolitan. If you change it out, it's something that also ends in politan. And if it's blue, uh, educated guess is going to be a metropolitan. And locking in with metropolitan. And, and what were your wagers? No idea. Um, they are good. Oh, 200, 200. That's all I have left. 200, 200. Okay. And uh, Chris, uh, what'd you come up with here? I did a Seabreeze 100 and 100. Seabreeze 100, 100. So 2033 is in reference to a video game. Um, and Anne pulling out the uh, random guess at the last second. It's Metro 2033. Oh, this is Cyberpunk? It is a Metropolitan. Metropolitan. No, Metro 2033 is a game. Uh, Cyberpunk, I think it's 2077. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You guys, I am so sweaty. Oh. <laughs> well, Anne on the other side of a pulling a Scott. I know! <laughs> Uh, Chris or Chris god damn it I'm looking at Chris's screen and I'm wanting to say Tim and it's throwing me off because you're right next to him on my screen Tim what are the scores 
a 600 point swing in Anne's favor there. Anne has Chris on the ropes. It's now 1900 to 500, Holy moly. but there's still a lot of questions left. So you can turn this around, Chris. <laughs> All right. Your categories for the next section are celebrity name game in TV. Rowan and Martin would probably approve in economics. And it keeps Felix in business in movies. Luke and Josh, how are you guys feeling on these categories? Um, yeah, I mean, movies and TV are always going to be strong. Anything in the social sciences realm, history, economics, that's not not usually my jam. Uh, I like some of these categories, though. It's got the way this whole game has gone. I'm like spending so much time thinking not just of the categories, but like what the hints are in the the titles there. Like the Baron and Martin one. I've got a couple different directions you could have gone with it. Uh, and I'm interested to see which one, if either, if any of them, it, it does go. All right, Jeremy. Section two is ready to go. All right. And let's kick it off with question one. Celebrity name game in TV. The Dream Boys was a post-punk band in the 1980s that featured Peter Capaldi. Yes, that Peter Capaldi. And what comedian who hosted more episodes of The Late Late Show than anyone else during his tenure tenure? The team that's been eliminated has locked in completely. Yeah, we're, set. <laughs> we're, we're good. And I'll say the team that is locked in or has been eliminated is completely correct. I'm going to lock in with one because I only have one thing that I can think of. And is locked in. Chris, that gives you 30 seconds. I know his name. I, I, I know who it is and I can't dig it. I can picture him. I'm going to be very, very frustrated if this is what I go out on. All right. You're going to need an answer. No, I don't have anything. I, I can't think of his name right now. Want to throw in a guess? No, I can't. I can't. I. It's just, it's here, and it's <laughs> not here. So, no. That goes. All right. And, uh, Chris, where are your wagers? Uh, my wagers were I'm leaving and um, I'm probably gone. Uh, no, 200 and 100. And Anne, uh, what did you come up with? Uh, I could only think of one late, late show host, and I don't even know if it makes sense. Although now I'm kind of like, maybe David Letterman. But the, the one I could think of was Craig Ferguson. And what were your wagers? That's him. 200 and 300. Drew Carey's boss. All right. <laughs> it was Drew Carey's boss. Yep. Really? Yep. Um, Shocked it took you that Tim. long, Ann. <laughs> I, I was like, it just didn't, I don't know. It didn't make sense as an answer, but it was the only person I could think of. <laughs> yep. And definitely uh, not out yet. Uh, Tim, what did that do to the scores, though? Well, I'm starting to feel like Ann might be the hustler. Uh because she played dumb in the first half, but she's <laughs> she's up 2,400 to 200 at this point. Uh, Chris, you aren't out, but you do need to get a, a right answer here. Yeah. No pressure. Uh, <laughs> all right. Question number two in this section. Rowan and Martin would probably approve in economics. 
The concept that there exists some tax rate between 0% and 100% that will collect the maximum amount of tax revenue for the U.S. government was developed by what economist? Locked in. Who rose to notoriety during the Reagan administration. Chris is locked in immediately, and you have 30 seconds. Um, I don't know if I even want to drag this pain out. Hold on. We read it real slow in my brain, but I really think I am not going to be able to pull this one. So economics is a very weak category for me. And I am totally okay with this being the question I miss. Um, and if you have Rowan and Martin would probably approve, is there a laugh in economist? <laughs> I have nothing. I don't even have a good guess on this besides Mr. Laffin. Oh, I'm just going to fold my cards. Right, and go with Mr. Laffin. And what were your wagers? <laughs> they are 100 and 100. All right. And uh, Chris? This is the Laffer curve. And I might preface this with Bueller. Bueller. Yeah, this is some Ben Stein Bueller. Nice. Uh, so this is Chris against Ben Stein. Uh, so what, what's your answer? Laffer. Laffer. Okay. And what was uh, your wagers? 300 and 300. That, uh, might've worked out in your favor <laughs> nice. there because very, very close. Our, Ronan Martin is laughing. Um, and that was kind of the clue there. It is Arthur Laffer. Something D O O economics. Voodoo. <laughs> you would have never gotten there. Well done, Chris. <laughs> Oh, there's some advantages to being old, I guess. <laughs> and Tim, what did that do to the scores? Oh, Chris has clawed his way out from that uh, brink. Uh, there's an 800 point swing in his favor there. He now has 800 and lost 200 there. She has 2200 as we head to the final question of this section. All right. The final question here is it keeps Felix in business in movies. I'm bad and that's good. I will never be good, and that's not bad. There's no one I'd rather be than me, is the mantra spoke by a support group of villains of sorts, including the title character in what movie, which spawned a sequel a few years later? Locked in. And is locked in. Uh, Chris, it gives you 30 seconds. Yeah, I think this is Megamind. It was about the only thing that I, I only thing that I know of that uh, I can think of that has uh has that kind of affirming uh thing so i'm gonna say megamind all right chris locking with megamind uh what is your wagers uh that was uh i had 100 and 200 okay uh and um my wager was 300 and 200 and nice clue i the clue came after Again, I'm a bit of a Disney Pixar nerd, so this was really easy for me. This is Wreck-It Ralph and Fix-It oh. Fe Fix Felix stays in business by fixing all of their smashing. Yeah. That he does. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph is the correct answer, but Chris, you're still alive. You uh, pulled that last one uh, with a really good wager uh, there, so... Yeah, and I should have. I, I actually should have known that. I was. I. I was going down a different, different direction, and uh, yeah, I actually have seen that with my kids a couple of times now, and I just. I was late to it, and I was surprised with how good it was. Yeah. 
Mega Mind. Ray Ralph is fantastic, but Mega Man is a great or Mega Man. Mega Mind is a great movie. So support support group scene is very fun with all the the bad guys. Zangief. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I yeah. Now that you now that now that she said it, it was like oh yeah f f f that. I have to give credit to Josh here who uh, blind called this when he saw the categories. Wow. (laughs) He said, wreck it Ralph somehow. Fix it Felix is a character there. (laughs) Nice. It's a favorite of my two-year-old right now. We've watched it like every week for a while. At at least you have that. I had had Monsters, Inc. I had Monsters, Inc. Oh, so great. Well, that's that's it, actually what it we is. Watch, um, I think ours was Big Hero Six, which I love. That's a good one. Mine is just like educational, like kids' videos, like kids' learning tube stuff. Um, it's why he knows way too much for a two-year-old. Um, he's going to actually be hosting by like next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so with that, we still have a game. Uh, however, that 800 point swing from the last round just went back the other way. Uh, Chris has 500 and has 2700 after that 800 point swing as we head to section three. Still right. sweating. Your, still sweating. <laughs> your categories for section three are butt stuff in history and theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> obligatory tim question in science and politics and did i do that in tv all right jeremy i have the wagers so let's go all right wagers are in so let's uh, get into uh the third section of the second half here with butt stuff in history and theater Roman general Caius Martius, a real figure who is said to have lived around the 5th century BCE, was to have been given a cognomen, the third name of a citizen of ancient Rome, based on his leading of the Roman armies in victories over the Volscans. What was this cognomen that shares its name with a Shakespeare play? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll lock in. All right, Chris is locking in, uh, and it gives you 30 seconds. Boy, did I want you to go bottom from the. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. And that is literally <laughs> the only thing that is in my brain right now. And I can't get anything else in there. Uh, so I'm just going to say Merchant of Venice because my brain's melting out of my head. So Merchant of Venice. Sorry. All right. General Caius Martius, Merchant of Venice. Uh, <laughs> and um, and what, what is your, uh, what were your wagers? I'm disappointed in myself. 200 and 100. All right. And Chris, what did you come up with? Uh, I came up with Troilus. I was in Troilus and Cressida. Um, and I did 200 and 200. All right. Going with Troilus, Troilus and Cressida, 200 and 200. Oh, peanut gallery. Can I, oh, what can did I you take this here, one? Um, Wipe yeah. my forehead on that one. So I, I was a, a theater minor in college and I did a monologue from this show, but I didn't even catch the clue until I typed it out to Josh the first time. And then I had to capitalize the last part of the word. This is Coriolanus. Anus is the butt. Uh, talking about here. You were right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Coriolanus. Uh, yep. Is the correct answer. I wouldn't have thought of that as a title. Absolutely. Uh, 
I'm like, bottom, please be bottom. <laughs> That's all I want. Bottom, bottom's a great pre-guess. Absolutely. I don't know what else it would so, be. This is great. I think uh, both teams, uh, actually, what, what were the, uh, I, I forgot the wagers already. So Tim, what were the, what were the, how did that come out? Uh, so that is our first double miss of the game, actually. Uh, Anne is going to lose 100 points while Chris pushed his points. Uh, he's hanging on there. It's 2,600 to 500 in favor of Anne as we head to sec question two. All right. Question two is the obligatory Tim question in science and politics. The Strategic Defense Initiative, or SDI for short, was a missile defense system proposed in 1983 under the Reagan administration. Locked By in. what nickname do we better know this program as? Uh, Anne is locked in. Uh, Chris? I will, I, I will say uh, SDI. SDI. Or That's what I you actually, want to go I, I, actually, I take that back. I'm going to say it's Star Wars. It's the Star Wars missile defense system. Sorry. All right. Going with Star Wars. And what would you, uh, what, what was your wagers? Uh, that was uh, 300 and 300. All right. And Anne? 100 and 200. And what was your uh, answer? My answer was also Star Wars. All right. Both teams going with Star Wars. Uh, Peanut Gallery, did you guys know this one? Uh, instantly. I And I think we hit enter at the same time in the chat. Basically. Whew. <laughs> 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 And for the yeah. record, this is an obligatory Tim question because there are half a dozen Star Wars items that are just within arm's reach. <laughs> Would there be even more if you were General Grievous or do we not recognize him as a prequel character? Oh, absolutely. He's going to pull over General oh, Grievous. My personal he? favorite is my R2-D2 popcorn bucket that I use. I for have that. <laughs> I, I keep i usually keep candy in it but now my kid is obsessed with it so i can't put candy in it anymore <laughs> the sacrifices we make tim sorry tim what's an update on the scores uh, both players bouncing back on that one however because of ann's wagers she's gonna lose 100 points there while chris pushes again uh, so it's now 2500 to 500 uh chris trying to fight a war of attrition here over ann Come on, TV. All right. Going into the third question of the section with Did I Do That in TV? Now famously voiced by Ben Schwartz in a soon-to-be trilogy of movies, who is the original voice actor to play the part of Sonic in 1993 to 1996 in the shows Sonic the Hedgehog and the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and then reprised the role again in Sonic Underground from 99 to 2000? At the time, he was more famously known for playing another character in a show that aired in a specific block of programming on Friday nights. I'll lock in. Locked in? Yeah. All right. Uh, both teams lock in really quick. Uh, let's start with you, Chris. You locked in first. Uh, what did you? Uh, what was your answer? What did you wager? Based, based on the clue, it's going to be Jaleel White. And what did you wager? Uh, I went for the push again for 100 and 100. 100 and 100. All right. And Anne? Uh, I, I learned something today. I don't think I would have known this was Jaleel White without your question description and hint, but I put Jaleel White as well, and my wager was 300 and 300. And the peanut gallery, Luke and uh, Josh went nuts over there. Uh, I Tim's just I just want to read the transcript of the conversation between Luke and Josh <laughs> here real quick. Uh, this is after the category was sent so this is blind this is just off of did i do that in tv luke number three urkel seems too easy 
Josh, Jaleel White, maybe? Luke, Sonic the Hedgehog, he was the voice. Josh, in the cartoon? Didn't know that. Luke, yeah. yep, in the old animated show, not the most recent movies. Josh, yes, it's Ben Schwartz now. Ben Schwartz. <laughs> and then we got to the butt stuff question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, literally, when the question was being asked, if you were could see us on this, Luke and I were both like you, freaking out and pointing at yeah. each other. Yeah, well, your camera because on a laptop was like moving, and I'm like, what is going on? I'm trying to read the question. Like, the, the finger guns were in full effect. Uh, that was great. <laughs> but yes, as uh, everyone uh, here picked up on, that was absolutely Jaleel White. Uh, so, Tim, uh, what did that do to the scores coming out of section number three? Both players pushed on that section, so it's still 2,500 to 500 in, oh uh, in Anne's favor. We head to our final section of questions. All right. Your final three categories are I am invincible in geography and history. May's metropolis in movies and the cake is a lie in video games. And Jeremy, I have our final wagers of the evening. All right, then let's kick off question number one here with I am invincible with geography and history. What is the name of the luxury hotel located in Jamaica, which features 26 huts on the beach and was also the former home of author Ian Fleming and the namesake of one of the works featuring his most famous main character? Locked in. Chris is locked in and you've got 30 seconds. I've seen pictures of the 26 huts on the beach named the former home of author Ian Fleming, namesake of one of the one of works featuring his most famous character, which I would think would be. Gatsby, uh, namesake to, oh no, Ian, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a totally different author. This is going to be James Bond. <laughs> um, All right, need an answer. Is, I know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, James Bond. Yeah. I can't think of what the, Eric Bond, Bond. Bond. Okay. Bond. And what was your wager? My wager was 100 and 100. Because I'm okay. Geography is not my strong suit. And uh, Chris, this is Goldeneye. Ah, right. that makes sense. I am invincible. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. Uh, and, uh, what, what I may lose this, but I'm, I'm having fun. Yeah, and the you know the thirty second timer really causes lots of stress. <laughs> it really does. Uh, Chris, what were your wagers on that one? Uh, that was three hundred and three hundred. All right. Uh, Luke and Josh, uh, what'd you think of that one? I this Luke in particular. I'd like just to hang out and pre-guess all of your episode, Tim. Uh, <laughs> with Jeremy. I mean, yeah, I this was I said Goldeneye. I actually, given the clue, didn't have any better leads, and like given the actual like wording of the question, like that didn't lock it in any further for me or make it better. But yeah, I I know that quote from Alan Cumming and Goldeneye. Yep, like my favorite line in the movie, especially at the end, the last time he does it and just gets frozen. Um, uh, but yeah, that's absolutely Goldeneye. Yeah, uh, uh, Ian Fleming is very popular in Jamaica. Uh, he's got the Goldeneye estate or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I think the airport is Ian Fleming International Airport in Jamaica. That. That's awesome. Not entirely sure how I mixed him up with F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> They're really similar sounding. It was so hard to not make like any sort of gesture when you said, so that's the great Gatsby. And I'm like, 
that, you know, that assassin, Gatsby. <laughs> uh, but with that, Chris is closing the gap. He picked up an 800-point wow. swing there. 600 points Dang. for Chris, 200 points from Anne. It's now 2,300 to 1,100 and still very much anyone's game. All right, let's go into question number two. This is Maze Metropolis in movies. What 1985 Walt Disney film was the very first to use the Disney logo with the rainbow that goes over the castle? This movie is a sequel to a 1939 MGM film and to this day is the only one to be directed by Walter Murch. I really think that Luke and Josh are wishing they were in the second half here because it's playing so much more. Well, yes, but we also would have been like knocking these back and forth. I, I think we've like pretty yeah. cleanly alternated one of us having yep. no clue and one of us having every bit of a clue. Uh, th th this question is no different. Oh, I'm so mad at myself. It's a sequel. I'm going to, I, I only have an, I, okay. Although you didn't say. Josh, we are two peas in the pod today. Every comment. <laughs> I'm tempted to lock in just to force, force the, force the fun. Um, yeah. Locked in. All right. Chris is locked in that. And that gives you 30 seconds. Okay. Um, I think. So you didn't say animated. So that's really what's throwing me off here so i'm guessing it's probably a live action disney and i'm like what live action was in 1985 i've never heard of this director my my immediate thought and if it's 1939 mgn film that okay return to oz and locking in with return to oz what were your wagers uh mine were 300 and 200 all right and chris what did you lock in with and what were your wagers uh I'm locked in with um, Snow White 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing. Return to Oz sounds uh, spectacular as an answer, but um, I, I I went for the push again, so 100 and 100. 100 and 100? All right. Uh, Luke and Josh, you, you seem to uh, jo Josh maybe had this pick instantly. this up. I had it right away. The 39 MGM. I knew Disney made a sequel to... Wizard of Oz in the 80s called Return to Oz. I just figured it had to be that. And the clue, uh, what's the gemstone of May? Oh, it's an emerald. I'm a May baby. Oh! oh. Ah. I, so May's emerald Metropolis City. or Emerald City. Nice job. No. Uh, yes, it is uh, Return to Oz. Nicely done. Tim? Cool. I, was not, I don't think I knew that was Disney. But I do now. <laughs> the only thing I had the only thing I had in my head was the whiz and I knew it wasn't that. And sometimes that calorie crash backfires uh, when they pull a Scott as Anne is the recipient of a 700 point swing. She now has 2,800 to Chris's 900. I do think that locks out Chris, uh, but we're still going to play that last question. All right. Uh, so the cake is a lie in video games. The last question here. The website Ranker named GLaDOS, a fictional artificial intelligent computer system, the greatest video game villain of all time. GLaDOS was introduced in what groundbreaking and sometimes ground skipping computer game, which contained the song Still Alive, written by Jonathan Colton. Locked in. Locked in. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. 
Uh, and you locked in first. Let's, uh, it was almost at the same time. What did you uh, have for this and what did you wager? I um, wagered 200 and then 300 for Chris just because I figured let's go out big. But um, literally one of the only video games that I can play and the reference, the cake is the lie is what I'm honestly banking on here. It's going to be Portal. It's my crossing my fingers that it's Portal. And Chris and portal is, is my answer. Uh, GLaDOS is the, is the clue in there. Cause I, I remember that being the, uh, uh, kind of the, the sort of, sort of villain, but not quite, uh, not quite a villain depending on how you look at it. <laughs> I would definitely call her a villain. Yeah. Uh, Josh and Luke. <clears throat> this, uh, when the categories came out, I said number one, Goldeneye, number three, Portal. Uh, I had, uh, had no I idea on number two. It's too easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was worried. I'm like, what if this is a trick question? Yeah. Nope, no tricks here. It is absolutely Portal. Tim, how did that end up? Uh, so Anne is actually going to lose 100 points on her wagers there, where Chris is going to push. Our final score tonight, Anne has 2,700 points. Chris has 900 points and you are our best frenemy for the week. Uh, you will be invited back for the uh, tournament of frenemies when oh, we get to no. that point. We get to put you through this all over again. Um, everybody <laughs> on this podcast is welcome back. Uh, for future episodes, Chris will have a special role for you in the tournament of frenemies. If you've listened to last season, oh, you yeah. already know what that is. Um, but, but Jeremy, I want to say thank you. Uh, you were a fantastic first guest host. Um, very much appreciated. How did you feel about the game? Um, the funny thing was at first, when we first started here, like I was a little bit nerve wracking because I'm like trying to remember all the like nuances of the show and uh but it was a lot of fun uh I, I really had fun writing the questions and i hope everybody had fun playing them um so i appreciate you stepping in and uh being our guinea pig on this uh we do want to give everybody a chance to plug anything they have to plug we're going to start with our winner and best friend of me of the week and the floor is yours oh uh no i wasn't prepared for this. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? My my personal, please um, adopt, don't shop for pets. They're, I mean, pets are the best thing. And I am super, super big on rescuing them. And I am just very lucky to have a strong trivia podcast community that accepts me on these things and humbles the hell out of me every time um this is probably one of the best games i've ever had so chris this is definitely because of you in the first half and sorry i got very lucky in the second half but it was a pleasure gentlemen thank you it was a pleasure. Thank you for coming on, and we will see you in the Tournament of Frenemies. Uh, moving over to our runner-up, Chris, uh, I know that second half played a little bit rough for you. You started to get a little bit of steam towards the end there. Uh, any final thoughts or plugs or anything? Um, I, I guess the, the the thing I really want to say here is uh, thank you for having me on. I, I enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. 
this is a lot of fun and I enjoy having, um, having access to this. Um, <clears throat> as far as a, a plug, um, I, I work in law enforcement and one of the things that I have learned over 20 years, and actually it was probably within the first six, uh, six weeks of working in law enforcement, that law enforcement is so much related to mental health. If you have friends, if you have family who are having mental health problems, if you are having mental health problems, understand there are many, many things that can uh, be there for you that can, there's, there's plenty of stuff there. So please, please make access to that before you do something that's really foolish. I've seen a lot of really bad results over my years uh, with uh, people taking permanent, uh, making permanent choices that uh, for temporary problems, let's, let's not do that. Let's, let's be positive and look for help. So if, if that's, that's me. So well, we appreciate those thoughts and uh, thank you for being on. Um, Luke, let's go jump over to you. Uh, any thoughts on the game and anything you have to plug? Yeah, uh, I think I have a new best trivia buddy in Josh. That was a great game and a fun to play. And I think we had maybe more fun in the second half than we did in the first half. Uh, that was that was a really good time. Uh, in terms of promoting and, and plugging, uh, as I'm wont to do in, in all my serial appearances on all sorts of trivia shows. Uh, I like to plug my wife's nonprofit. She is the number two at a diaper bank in Northern Illinois called Keeping Families Covered. So if you're in our area, keepingfamiliescovered.org is a great place to unload some of your extra income. Uh, if you are not in the Chicago area, um, the National Diaper Bank Network governs a lot of these places that provide uh, things to women and families in need. Um, and so it's a great cause. Um, but yeah, I echo everything that Chris said um on top of that so thanks for having me on guys it's always a blast and finally josh i know you're new to our community here uh you are welcome back thanks for coming on the show anything you have to uh any final thoughts or plugs for you love the game uh thought it was a ton of fun uh nice way to unwind on a saturday night uh jeremy good job writing the questions i definitely liked uh, all the extra clues that help from time to time and yeah luke had a ton of fun with the second half in the chat. Uh, as for a plug, I work in digital marketing and like I do a lot of research study stories for a website called Finance Buzz. Uh, so just look out, my, check out my stuff there. It's a lot of more fun stuff that I think trivia-minded people actually will like a lot. My wife always says that the trivia part of my brain is why I'm good at my job because I do things like find when is the best time to buy NBA tickets based on lots of data on what the prices are on StubHub and the worst airports for connecting flights or which grocery stores you can buy a full Thanksgiving meal at the cheapest. Uh, so check out those kinds of stories and a whole lot more uh, that I write over at financebuzz.com. And finally, Jeremy, thank you for writing this game. Thank you for hosting anything you want to plug or any final thoughts on the game. Uh, for me, uh, I mean, everybody knows where to find me. Just check out the other PTE shows. Uh, I tend to pop up uh, from time to time on those. Uh, and yeah, like I said, uh, I'm going to take a page out of uh, Brian Nash's book and just say, be kind to each other. You never know what somebody else is going through. Uh, so, you know, treat everybody with respect and just be kind. And that'll do it here for us at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Facebook, X, 
Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, pretty much every social media platform you can think of. You can find us and our sister shows, Pub Trivia Experience, Boozy Bracketology, Verboten, and our newest show, Draft Days, as well as our community pages, Patreon, and to be on our show, check out our website at ptepodcasts.com slash links. That is ptepodcasts, it's plural with an S at the end, dot com slash links. Even if you can't support us financially through Patreon, which we understand, you can always support us by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app or your least favorite app. We're there too. For Frenemy Trivia, I've been Tim. I've been Jeremy. I've been Anne. I've been Luke. I've been Siege. I've been Josh. And we'll see you next week. This is what I get for declaring frenemyship on the question writer for the first and only time ever.